Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. Richard Serrett sitting in for George Norrie. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett, S-Y, because I love you, R-E-T-T. And uh, we're exploring unsolved murders, disappearances, a history of violence in Western Kentucky. Nathan Isaac is the host creator of the Penny Royal podcast. We were talking, Nathan, about the unsolved murders of Linda Gibson and Cody Garrett. You said uh, when you uh, one of the first things that happened, you you wheeled into town in the town square. Uh, People were holding uh, signs or placards saying, we know you did it. So what's happening there? Yeah, so um, when I when I finally got home, I I spoke to my neighbors, and uh, they told me the story of um, the two victims who had been murdered uh, in 1994, and um, there were grisly murders. Um, Their bodies were found um, in a hedgerow, and this is this is one of the strange things about it. (laughs) Their their bodies were found in a hedgerow right where the city and county limits were. And so um, there was this uh, confusion when the bodies were found, whether or not it was the county jurisdiction, the sheriff's department, or if it was the the city police. And so uh, the FBI would call them, um, and it just was, it was a very high-profile case here. Um, And it occurred on July the 4th. Um, That was the last time that either one of them was seen. And um, their bodies were found on July the 7th. Um, and there was just some weird, the way they were found and just the circumstances of it were very strange. And, and my neighbors, when I, as they were telling me this, also added in that there was this idea that there was a, a cult involved, right? And that there were um, you know, people in power here in town um, that were involved. And that's why the family had the sign pointed at City Hall. That, the, that there was something going on, that there was some, you know, criminal conspiracy that, that involved people in the murders. Um, now, that sort of led me into this investigation into the stories surrounding that, the stories about why people believe that there was a cult here, which I don't think there is a cult here or anything like that. But um, and, and it turned out, too, that that story um, of the murders had become folklore that had mixed two other uh, crimes, two other murders, were mixed in with that story as well. So, um, but you know, it took researching this to, to sort of unravel that to see um, how it had worked its way into the the local, you know, cultural consciousness. Um, and and were, but, were those murders ever solved, Nathan? No, no, they they were still unsolved. Um, Dateline NBC actually came uh, in 2019 on the 25th anniversary. Um, and, and if anyone has information on the murders, they can go to the Pulaski County Sheriff's Department uh, website, and they've got a, a tip line there. But uh, there's never been any resolution for the families. Um, there, there are a lot of rumors about who people think it is. Um, obviously, there are stories that, uh, that the sheriff was involved, and you know that you know files were lost conveniently that caused the case to to go on. But you know those are just sort of the local stories, but the nature of the murders and how strange they were, you know, and the way that, that they were found. Um, and then the sheriff that, that was investigating the case, Sammy Catron, was this larger-than-life uh, figure who flew a helicopter instead of driving a patrol car. <laughs> and so 
amazingly, uh, in 2002, he was assassinated at a fish fry uh, at a political rally in Somerset. Actually, in stabbed Kentucky in Pulaski County. Um, but that also was sort of a strange, you know, event uh, that had sort of these weird undertones of like a, a killing of the king ritual. And and so there were lots of other disappearances, you know, once we started digging into to just crimes in the area, we found all kinds of disappearances, all kinds of unsolved murders, um, you know, uh, people who had been burned alive uh, near the caves um, here in Pulaski County that we were talking about earlier, and um, just lots and lots of, like, a long history of violence, poisonings, you know, <laughs> we found an old story about um, a group of school children uh, who someone tried, they'd never found out who it was, but someone tried to poison 22 school children in like the 1920s. And just just tons and tons of very strange stories of murders over, right. over the decades. And, and that area is also rumored to be kind of a serial killer dumping ground. Is that true? There, there have been a few bodies that have been found in the county um, that were linked to uh, uh, I forget the name of the serial killer, but from California, um, they had driven all the way from California to Pulaski County and had dumped a body off of the Fishing Creek Bridge. Um, and they were. And <laughs> I've interviewed some other people that they were focused on researching the, that aspect of it and had found um, that that there were stories of other uh, you know murderers who had dumped people here. But you know this is right on the edge, where, where we're at right now, is right on the edge of the Daniel Boone National Forest. And so, like, it's a huge, vast wilderness, and there's just a lot of places to, you know, do things that no one would ever find, you know, to, to put someone's body. So, right, it's, right. Um, you know, it's, it's like the 411 cases, you know, it's just, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of wilderness here. Right. And what, what, what was the murder hotel? Nathan, from the, the early 1900s. Yeah, so I, I was interviewing um, Rod Zimmerman, who is sort of the local historian. He's a radio DJ, um, historian of the town, collects all the old pictures, all the old stories. And there's a huge connection between Cincinnati, which is known as Queen City, and then uh, Somerset here in Pulaski County is known as Little Queen City because there's a rail line that goes from Cincinnati straight down to Somerset. Um, it's, it's kind of a funny thing too. If you are injured or die on the train tracks here in Somerset, it's considered a murder in Cincinnati because of this easement that they have. But um, uh, there's been a long, uh, a, a long connection between Cincinnati and Somerset, and there were stories Rod told me um, in the newspaper from the turn of the century where there was a hotel here in Somerset. And the mayor and the sheriff had arranged this plot to advertise um, this hotel, this motel, as a safe place for unwed women to stop and stay the night if they were traveling south from Cincinnati to Knoxville. And this mayor and the, and the sheriff would murder the women that, that were staying there. And there were tons of these old news stories about this happening. Um, and, and weirdly, uh, that mayor is connected to uh, the Pearl Bryan murder 
um, which is, was the, one of the most famous murders in um, U.S. history in the 1800s. Uh, tons of ballots were signed by it. But, um, and the murderer was possibly from Somerset, Kentucky. Uh, you know, they, it involves uh, uh, two dental students. Uh, Walling and I forget the other guy's name, but uh, Bobby Mackey is the place where they supposedly found they, they beheaded Pearl Bryan and supposedly dumped her her head at the well at Bobby Mackey's. And, and there's a lot of paranormal groups that have gone there, but um, but it's rumored that the two dental students were not actually the murderers, um, and the real true murder was from Somerset, Kentucky, uh, which is a crazy crazy rabbit hole. Right, right. And is is it your theory that this some of this gruesome uh, history might be tied also to the uh, Kentucky anomaly? This this high level of uh, electro or geomagnetic geomagnetic energy. Yeah. So there's there's a, a lot of research that um, the that high levels of electromagnetic energy can affect the brain of people. You know, that was my original sort of theory was, you know, that's why people in Sedona maybe were seeing all of these balls of light. You know, it was affecting their perception. Um, but then when we started looking at this area and then the intense geomagnetic radiation, I started to find uh, research in Japan, you know, research, you know, in Europe uh, about, uh, you know, high levels of uh, suicides, you know, upticks in violence, all of these things that they had found associated with this. And, and the other thing about this area, too, is that there are large quartz deposits and a large amount of quartz. And, you know, the, the uh, rock of, of Kentucky is uh, quartz agate. So there's tons and tons of quartz here, especially in this region. And if you take a piece of quartz and you hit it with a really intense electromagnetic or geomagnetic field, it causes something called the piezoelectric effect. And it's this burst of of electrical energy. And so, you know, when you, when you look at this area and you, and you look at the amount of quartz and how intense this geomagnetic energy is that's welling up from the Earth, it's, it's easy to draw a correlation between the levels of violence here and, and the mental health issues that are, that are in the area with uh, that anomaly. And uh, my understanding is that there's also a lot of um, mental health issues in uh, mental health problems in in and around Penny Royal. Uh, tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, so I mean the whole region. You know, people would probably say that that there's a connection between um, maybe uh, you know poverty levels um, and and mental wellness, but um, in this specific area, I think it goes beyond that. Um, some people that we've interviewed that worked at the Kentucky's, you know. Eastern State Mental Hospital, uh, which I don't, I don't think it's in, uh, in Lexington anymore, but it was located in Lexington, Kentucky. And people there, when they found out that you were from Pulaski County, they were like, what's in the water down there? Because 70% of the people in here right now are from that one county. This is a large county. It is, it, it, it's a large mass of land, but it also is a, it's a pretty big population, especially in the countryside. But... There, there were, I think it was two or three different people that we had talked to that, were, that made that uh, mention of, of sort of being astounded. Um, at the, and again, when you dig into the newspaper archives, uh, archives, you just keep finding all of these crazy stories of, of people doing insane things, of this violence, 
of just weird, you know, just weird mental health stuff. So I just wanted to confirm I heard you correctly. Did you say 70% of the state mental hospital patients at one point were all from, uh, 70% of the patients in the state mental hospital were from Pulaski County? That's, this is the uh, uh, mid-2000s that the people were working there. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so, um, now, it didn't change, I'm not sure, but, but there is a, a large amount of, um, uh, there are lots of mental health facilities here in Pulaski County as well. Um, and, and later we can talk about it too, but definitely the, the story of, of Oakwood, uh, you know, of the experimental health uh, facility plays into this. And, and, and I think it's worth noting too that in, Kentucky, in Lexington, Kentucky, just an hour north of here was the federal drug farm, which was an official MK Ultra. You know, when, when all the stuff you know, hit the fan and, and the files were exposed, um, you know, the Congress about the MK Ultra program when it shut down, one of the only places that they acknowledged was this uh, federal drug farm in Lexington, Kentucky. And that's where they administered the most LSD experiments in the entire program. So, you know, that's, that's just, you know, like I said, just a little bit over an hour north of here. Um, and, and then that was in the early 70s. At the same time, this weird um, state-run experimental mental health facility opened. Uh, right, that was Oakwood. That's Oakwood, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we have a few minutes here before the top of the hour. Why don't we talk about this, uh, as you say, this experimental health, mental health facility that was uh, built in Somerset uh, in, in the early seventies, this was supposed to be kind of a flagship for this new age of mental health in the U S right. I guess after the, you know, we're, we're familiar with one flew over the cuckoo's nest and the way that sort of the old method of treating, uh, mental health patients, this was sort of the new age of mental health, um, Oakwood. So what happened yeah. at Oakwood? Yeah. So, um, you know, this was the Vietnam war was raging. Um, you know, the, the mental health industry in America was, was viewed very poorly. And so this facility was going to be this flagship of, of how, how that was changing and how things were getting better. And so Dateline, again, this is 1973, Dateline's been, been to Somerset quite a few times, but um, they came down and they did a special and filmed for a week this new mental health facility. And within six weeks of this place opening, an anonymous letter was sent to the governor of Kentucky, the head of the state police, the sheriff here in town, the mayor, and it alleged, and this is all, and anyone can pull these newspaper articles up, it's fascinating, but the, the letter that was sent from an anonymous employee stated that there was a witch cult operating on the third shift, and they were performing seances and summoning and magic in the tunnels beneath the facility, and that they were burning symbols into the backs of some of the residents. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is totally, you know, this is like some weird stranger things kind of stuff, you know? Um, and uh, when we found that, it, it, they, they ended up firing everybody um, that was working there. But the guy that was running the program, you know, he'd gotten in trouble for, uh, you know, not wearing a suit to work. He was kind of wearing... Uh, beads, long beard. It was sort of the Esalen Institute uh, angle on this. And, and the place itself is, is very weird looking, especially if you look at it from 
space or from a satellite image. Um, it has a weird shape, almost like a sigil. And, um, and a lot of thought went into the design of the place. And, and I found out, too, from interviewing someone that it was actually supposed to be built in the desert out west. And then they ended up moving it to Somerset for some, for some reason. Uh, but they retained the same design. So these cottages that they built are, are buried slightly down into the ground. And they were like that because of the high winds on the end of the desert. There aren't any high winds here, but they still buried them in the ground and had these tunnels that connected the, the various cottages together. Uh, but yeah, anyone that's interested in this should definitely uh, pull up a satellite image and look at the shape of the place because it's, it's, it'll, it'll blow your mind. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.